it should be rather clear, obvious, that the gospel today, and even the first reading, is about the proper use of authority. That's the focus. And at the end, Jesus uses hyperbolic language, overstated language, to say to his disciples, look, don't even, don't even tr- uh, seek to be called rabbi or father, these titles of honor. Now, he's obviously not literally saying don't be called father. He probably referred to Joseph as such. Um, he, you know, he's not saying to everybody, don't call your father your father. That's nonsensical. And also, he himself is called rabbi. What he's saying is don't aspire to it. Don't, you know, don't be my disciple. Don't be a teacher of the faith seeking to have that exaltation, right, uh, to elevate yourself, so he's using that hyperbolic language. That's, that's what he's getting at here. And then he closes it at the end about humility. Okay, authority. From God's perspective, all authority is his. And if any of us have authority in this life, it's delegated from him. So the first reading is very harsh about, about you know, the priests in, in the Old Testament. I wonder if you ever sit out there and think, is Father John listening? They're talking about priests again. Yes, I am, very much so. Even though they're talking about priests of old, um, the point is still very importantly made, and the Pharisees and scribes, right? You have leaders, faith leaders, misusing their authority. And uh, the temptation is there. The temptation is there. But also just, it's not just a temptation. There's also a... Um, just a very human kind of dynamic when you have authority, that you can, you can be moved to uh, use that authority too harshly, right, in an overburdening way. And that's what was going on with the Pharisees. So they were teaching the faith, but as they were trying to implement the faith or get the people to practice the faith, they were just being so harsh They were making it so hard to follow God. They had no mercy, right? Basically, the bar was so high that everybody felt, you know, like they couldn't reach it. It became impossible. And, And I think in the history of the church, you find this particularly, so now moving to the Catholic church, you find this particularly when the church focuses on unhealthy motivations like guilt, shame, et cetera. And there have been times throughout our history, there are whole books written about this. There have been times throughout our history, there's, there's been peaks and valleys of that. So within the priesthood um, and any church authority, the focus, as Jesus says, is very clear about what we are to be about. The focus is the people. I've said um, many times this very profound statement as I'm talking about humility, this very profound statement. The priesthood would be incredibly simple if there were no lay people. (laughs) Thank you, 10 of you who got it. I find absurd statements funny because that's an absurd statement. It would be like saying, well, being a father would be a whole lot easier if I didn't have children, right? It's the same thing. You wouldn't be a father. Well, you wouldn't be a priest either because... Without people, there's no reason for a priesthood. 
The very reason I exist here for you is because of you. To offer sacrifice, to offer forgiveness, to, you know, the ministry of the priest is to teach the faith, right? To shepherd the people and to sanctify the people. That's the mission of a priest. Everything about the priesthood is you. It's all about you. And I can honestly tell you, you are the best part of my life. You are. Oh, Father, so sentimental. I am. I am. It's true. It is absolutely, I believe that with my whole heart. I have never been happier as a priest, and I've ne- I don't think I've ever loved a congregation more. You are truly the best part. I, I even stay late and skip, you know, the start of the Green Bay game just to talk to you. That should tell you a lot. So every, you know, now, at the same time, I look back on my priesthood, and I, I see failure. I see times I've misused my authority. I see times that, that I wasn't rightly ordered. It's there. And to be a healthy individual is to confront that, to look at that squarely, and to learn from it. Because we learn from mistake, mistakes, and we learn from failure. And the, the problem and the difficulty all of us have in life is when we don't learn from failure or we shift blame for our failure, right? And we say, well, it's somebody else's fault. No, when we take responsibility for what is ours and we look at it squarely, we can learn from it and we can become better. And that should be all of our goal. So moving on from the priesthood um, and to you, all authority is delegated authority. So just as my priesthood is at the service of you, the people of God, so as a parent, your authority is at the service of your children. Not to dominate your children, but it's a delegated authority that God gives you. Your children, just like you do not belong to me, although I'll say my congregation, but I don't mean it as though you belong to me, you know, in some sort of a literal sense, more of a figurative sense. Same thing with your children. They don't belong to you. They're not your property, just as you are not my property, right? We know, we, we know that, but it's important to get that right, get that straight. So the children don't belong to you. They're given to you for a time. And God has created your children because God creates the soul. You've helped in creation, but God has created your children and given them to you for a time and given you authority over them, which is legitimate, and children must be respected. That authority is real and true, but it always is a delegated authority. It always has to be understood that God has given me this authority to serve my children for a greater good. What is the good? What are you aiming at? It's important to, to, I don't know, maybe you think about this a lot. I, I, I wouldn't know your interior thoughts, but just as a reminder, I do the same with you and you ought to do the same with the authority you have. What is the goal? What is my goal as a parent over my children? What's the goal? The goal should be very clear. Number one, they need to know Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing you can give them. I look back on, on my parents, and, and of course, as every child does, you can look back at your parents, you can see positives and negatives. But without a doubt, and this was particularly my mother, without a doubt, she succeeded in her most important goal. I mean, for goodness sakes, I became a priest. <laughs> 
I said, Mom, you don't have to worry about it. You're going to heaven. She said, really? You think so? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Your son's a priest, for goodness sakes. If you're not getting in. Um, she absolutely succeeded in that goal. From a, the, as young as I can remember, I knew Jesus Christ. And so parents, your authority is given by God to bring them back to him, to teach them to know him, to know God, to know Jesus Christ. It's not that the other things don't matter, but if you, they don't have that, your parenting is a failure. I just have to be honest with you. It's true. Let's put it back on me. My goal is to help you to know Jesus Christ. If I wasn't helping you in that, I would be a failure as a priest, and rightly called so. The goal of a parent first, and you say this, by the way, when you get married, when you baptize them, you say all this to God. I'm just reminding you what you've said, so don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. So, so your goal is to get them to know Jesus, and if you're not doing that, now, are you going to be perfect? No. Are you going to fail? Yes. Just as I fail, we all fail. But failure is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn and to grow. And so we're not afraid of failure. We look it squarely in the eye, those of you who are parents, and say, okay, there's times that I failed. Fine. But I'm going to stop that failure. I'm going to learn from that failure. I'm going to turn my life around, my fatherhood around, my motherhood around, and I'm going to reorient my family so that we are focused on the greatest good, who is Jesus Christ. If we're not doing that, we're all failures as Christians. That's the goal of Christian life. Now, along with that as parents, right, the, the idea is you're teaching your children to grow in virtue, to pursue the good. That's the next thing. Not merely to obey you, but to seek and understand what the good is, to pursue it, to try to become good in oneself. That's the path to a happy life, growing in virtue, being a virtuous person. This is a long tradition going back to Plato and Aristotle. The goal to being a happy person is virtue, or the, the way to become a happy person, to have happiness in this life is self-mastery, virtue. Knowing Jesus Christ and virtue. What else matters? Teach them to love the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and then anything else is fine. That's what I grew up as, right? Uh, fam God, family, and the Green Bay Packers, as enunciated by St. Vince Lombardi. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a good reminder. So this Sunday is a good reminder for all of us, myself included. I am not exempt, as, as is clear. We all have authority, and, and you little ones and you younger ones, you're going to get authority. It's coming. It's going to come, and you're going to have to learn how to deal with it, and we're going to make mistakes. Okay, we make mistakes, and sometimes we fail. We look it squarely in the eye, we're honest about it, and we change. We do better, right? So those of you who need some encouragement uh, or a kick, you know, those of your parents, maybe you got to get back on track. You might say, well, Father, I'm showing up to Mass. Showing up isn't good enough. Showing up isn't virtuous. Now, sometimes that's all we can do because of other things in our life. But God wants more than showing up. He wants excellence. So we aim at excellence. We pursue it. We pursue, pursue goodness in all that we do as parents, as priests, 
even as children, we pursue the excellence and understand that the authority given to us is given to us, it's delegated, and God wants an accounting. The more humble we are with that, the better we will be, understanding that we are caretakers and stewards of those entrusted to us. Please stand.